We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Dead. I'm Steve McIntosh. Hundreds of flights delayed by the FAA. We have a computer glitch. And we have the story. Rain and flooding creating big problems in California. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. The city of Wichita has entered stage one of its drought response plan. What that means for businesses and residents alike is ahead. The Kansas State of the State address has been postponed due to COVID. I'm Dan O'Neill. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Yesterday we hit 62 for the high in Wichita and we're going to get very close to that again today. Our full forecast on the way here in just a few minutes. The U.S. Federal Aviation Administration suffering a nationwide technical outage resulting in hundreds of flights canceled this morning. The outage comes as a result of the failure of the FAA's Notice to Air Missions System, which alerts pilots and other personnel about airborne issues and other delays at airports across the country. So the FAA now pausing all flights across the U.S. until 8 o'clock Central Time, about one hour from now. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly has postponed her annual State of the State address after testing positive for covid The announcement from Topeka says she tested positive after taking part in an inaugural ball Sunday night. Her swearing in for a second term as governor and inaugural address on Monday and a news conference Tuesday morning at the State House. The State of the State address had been scheduled for this evening during a joint session of the House and Senate in the House chamber. The speech now is set for January 24th. However, her staff still plans to release her budget recommendations Thursday as planned. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. President Biden giving his first public comments on the government records discovered in his former office. The president says what the documents are specifically is a mystery, even to him. I don't know what's in the documents. I've, my lawyers have not suggested I ask what documents they were. But when they were found by lawyers in the D.C. office he kept, the president said they did what they should have done, turning them over to the National Archives. The Justice Department is investigating, and the president says... We're cooperating fully. Some Republicans have suggested the possession of the documents could have national security implications. Gernal Scott, Fox News. At least 17 people are dead in the storms hitting California. Millions are under flood warnings. In San Francisco, Rachel Gordon of the Department of Public Works says crews are scrambling to keep up with downed trees. All told, since this series of storms started, we've had more than a 1,000 tree incidents. So our tree crews have been extremely busy. 
One of those trees crashed into a city bus Tuesday. No one was hurt. Several other downed trees blocked busy roadways in the region. The city of Wichita is now in stage one of its drought response plan. The city has four stages of drought response dependent on the conservation pool level at Cheney Lake. Stage one of the plan is met when the 12-month moving average of the lake level reaches 89%. The city is implementing conservation measures in its own operations and is asking residents to do the same. Beginning Wednesday, Wichita's 2023 water rebate program becomes active with a total of $150,000 in rebates available. Penny Feist with the city says that since 2013, over $1.5 million in rebates have been approved for more than 15,000 water-saving units. Since 2013, we estimate that the rebate program alone has saved more than 466 million gallons of water cumulatively. If you purchase or install an approved water-efficient device or appliance, like a new washing machine, you can receive a one-time credit of $100 on your water bill. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Police in Russell have apprehended a man suspected of shooting and killing another man. The 47-year-old suspect was apprehended without incident at his residence Tuesday. Monday afternoon, officers found 45-year-old Cecil Aldridge of Russell with a gunshot wound. He was flown to a Wichita hospital where he died Tuesday. The Pentagon formally dropping its COVID vaccine mandate for troops. In a memo about the Pentagon rolling back its COVID-19 vaccine requirement for military members, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says mandates for other vaccines will remain in place. Explaining commanders have the authority to consider the immunization status of personnel in making deployment, assignment and other operational decisions. He adds the department will continue to promote and encourage COVID-19 vaccination for all service members, saying it enhances operational readiness and protects the force. Austin has been a vocal supporter of the mandate introduced in 2021, Congress agreeing to rescind it as part of a military policy measure, with top Republicans arguing it was federal overreach by the Biden administration. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7.05, five minutes past 7 o'clock. Men's basketball action last night in Lawrence and Manhattan. We'll have highlights, hear reaction coming up in sports. Mega Millions jackpot, still up for grabs. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted now 7.09, nine minutes past 7 o'clock. Federal Aviation Administration pausing all flights across the U.S. until 8 o'clock this morning, just less than an hour from now. They hope to get them back going then. They have a computer outage at the FAA and all pause, pausing all flights in the U.S. until 8 o'clock this morning. The Mega Millions Prize has grown again to an estimated $1.35 billion after there was no winner in the lottery's latest giant jackpot. Prize for the next drawing is Friday night. There have been 25 drawings over three months since the last time a player matched all six numbers and claimed the jackpot. The estimated 1.35 billion jackpot prize would only be distributed to a winner who chooses an annuity paid over 29 years. Nearly all jackpot winners take a cash payout, which for Friday night's drawing is an estimated $708 million. Angry reaction in Belgium after Iran sentenced an aid worker to 40 years in jail plus 74 lashes. Iran says Olivier van de Castel is a spy who cooperated with the U.S. government. In Belgium, they see him as a hostage. 
Obviously, family is completely devastated by, by the news. That's his friend Olivier van Steertekem. They want the Belgian government to strike a deal and get him out of Iran. Tehran's been accused in the past of using foreigners and dual nationals as political bargaining chips, something it denies. Belgium summoned Iran's ambassador to explain the situation, condemning what it calls a fabricated series of crimes. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. The NCAA returns to capacity crowds for its annual convention this week. The 2023 NCAA convention kicks off today in San Antonio, Texas, returning to a full in-person event for the first time since the start of the pandemic. The event, which runs through Saturday, is expected to be attended by more than 3,000 people from member schools and conferences across the country. Honors will be handed out during the convention, including the Theodore Roosevelt Award, the Woman of the Year Award, and the Inspiration Awards. The Gerald R. Ford Award will be given to legendary sports broadcaster Jim Nance, while the Pat Summit Award will be given to former Notre Dame women's basketball head coach Muffet McGraw. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. Another state is now allowing the sale of recreational marijuana. Connecticut becomes the latest state to make recreational marijuana use legal. Seven existing medical cannabis establishments have now been given the green light to sell to those 21 and older. As many as 40 dispensaries are expected to open in Connecticut by the end of this year. The state joins 20 others that have mellowed out their marijuana laws for recreational use, despite remaining illegal under federal law. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7-11. 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. We have a stalled-out vehicle eastbound on Kellogg at I-135. Watch for a slowdown. Traffic volumes there kind of heavy right now. Traffic update from 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And on the forecast, the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. Happy Wednesday. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Yay. Since we don't have to be on an airline flight right now, we're doing really well. Yeah, really. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and I know we're still, uh, you know, just trying to, uh, just monitoring all those developments coming in. But, you know, the, even though uh, despite what's happening, you know, between on the ground and in the skies at uh, different airports, when it comes to our commute this morning, it does look like things are going to be in pretty good shape. Uh, just because uh, weather-wise, not expecting anything to slow you down. We'll just continue to have uh, the clouds just keep streaming in likely staying dry at least through the first half of the day now we do have a 10 percent chance of rain in the forecast but i do see wichita staying pretty dry throughout much of the day ahead it's going to be closer to our evening and overnight hours when we'll have that chance of rain that we've been talking about and it still looks like there may even be a brief opportunity to uh, mix with a little bit of snow as well now before that happens we'll get up to a nice mild high of 57 degrees going to be our uh, final uh, mild afternoon at least for a couple of days out there so uh, we are going to cool down but it's not going to be too chilly out there we'll dip down to 32 later on tonight which is that freezing mark and that's why we'll have to watch out uh, with that 30 percent chance of rain where uh, maybe a little bit of snow mixing in can't be completely ruled out winds will also turn Gusty, too, as this latest system blows through the region. We'll see decreasing clouds tomorrow. A lot of the moisture should be gone by the time we really get into the bulk of that commute tomorrow morning. And I'm not expecting too many issues with that commute either. Uh, maybe some damp roads, but as far as any slick or icy conditions, I'm not too concerned with that, at least 
here in the Wichita metro. Uh, we will have a high of 45, so it is going to be cooler than today, but our average high is 43, so at least it's just going to feel like a normal January day. We'll keep that average winter chill in the air all the way through Friday with another high of 45 to wrap up the work and school week. Mix of uh, clouds and sun over this upcoming weekend, and we'll rebound nicely up to 54 on Saturday, 58 Sunday. Looks like there's going to be another system that's going to make a quick swing through the region late Sunday into Monday, leading to a 20% chance of rain. Now, much of the day Sunday should stay dry. When I say late Sunday, I'm talking uh, closer to the evening hours. And then, of course, during the night and into uh, Monday morning, possibly into the afternoon. Uh, but uh, it looks like it's going to be another quick mover that's going to roll through. That will also erase some of the warmth that we gain over the weekend. 53 on Monday, then back down into the upper 40s for highs Tuesday, Wednesday. Right now, 32 degrees with a mostly cloudy sky. West wind, light at 6 miles an hour. Wind chill of 26. So today, this is National Pizza Week, as I'm sure you're well aware of that, Ronnell. But uh, we just said, curious. So, what what's your favorite topping on a pizza? Do you like thin crust okay, or thick? Oh, oh, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got to back up real quick. Did you say National Pizza Day or National week. Pizza Week? Week, yeah, it's a whole week. Okay, yeah. so you and Ted and Jad, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna leave you out. Y'all still have a, a, a few days to celebrate with me, right? What do you mean? <laughs> Well played, Ronnell. Okay, so okay, real quick, <laughs> toppings, toppings. Um, I actually had a lot of pizza with my family when we were here, uh, just to have something quick when they first got into town. I'm gonna say uh, maybe a little bit of chicken, some jalapenos, mushrooms. Um, every now and again, broccoli, if you know a place offers that as a topping, and I think that that those might be my top four right there. Yeah, plus all the meats. If that was four. Yeah, there you go. All right, well. <laughs> Have a good pizza week then, sir. We appreciate it. Okay, you guys too. <laughs> send store records and forecast with Kansas State meteorologist Ron L. Williams. Chicken? <laughs> yeah, it's a pizza week. Seven sixteen. I went to Pizza John's the other day, and the uh, oh. person I was there with got the chicken and pickle pizza. Really? Yeah. Yikes. Okay. The uh, last I, night I did not. <laughs> last night, Shelly and I uh, went to. We have a new Freddy's in our neighborhood. Over on Amadon. Really, yeah, the, the, took right out by the bridge. The, uh, bridge. Yeah, the, the bridge the is no out. Cross. So I don't know how that's <laughs> affecting their business. First time we've been in there, though. And uh, uh, the manager helped us out on a couple of things. Really competent, good guy. A nice, clean, great place. Um, the, the young man who took our order, well, I got the ticket back, and I said, there's a mistake here. There's an extra thing on here. So Shelly took it back up to the counter, and the manager came out, fixed it right away. I mean, it was, it was nice. And we had great, great food at Freddy's. Earlier in the day, we went to Village Inn out on the east side. My grandson, uh, Luke, we talked about Luke. Reese, we talked about this yesterday. Reese was uh, promoted to staff sergeant. He, he's an, an air guard at McConnell, and they had a ceremony, as they do when they do that, and the, the family got invited. So a lot of the uh, air personnel were there in this little auditorium. And so I saw his, uh, his dad put his new insignia on him. Scott, my son, is retired Air Force. Very, very nice ceremony. Uh, nice. Uh, I have been to a couple where my son was uh, promoted, and uh, this was as nice as any of them. They had some glow- they had some glowing things to say about my grandson Reese, which was really neat. And so Shelly and I were there. Uh, of course, uh, Reese's mom and his little sister Sammy Joe, and Scott, my son, and Jerry and Dorothy, my brother and his wife, showed up too. As well as all everybody on hand in the Macintosh clan. As well as uh, his cousin, Reese's cousin, Nolan. Nolan got out of work and came down there for a while, so it was really neat. But I'm going to share you that. It was just something that uh, very nice. we're very proud of and proud of Reese and 
in all that he's done so far in the Air Force. He's a staff sergeant now. I guess I have to salute him. Yeah. <laughs> Seven. 717, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS, and it is sports time with Ted Woodward and uh, K- Kansas schools, too. Oklahoma, nothing, right? Yeah, that's how it went last night, but it wasn't easy in either one of them. Let's start in Lawrence for men's basketball action. Second-ranked Kansas hosting Oklahoma. Uh, the Jayhawks went through a stretch for 12 minutes where they did not make a basket. Oklahoma was up by 10 with five minutes to go. But that's, there's a reason the Jayhawks are ranked number two in the nation, especially when they're playing at Allen Fieldhouse. Jayhawks were money in that final five minutes. You heard the game last night on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Rebound, Grady Dick. Grows now 0 for 5 on the night from three. McCuller on a step through. He got it. And the foul. What a comeback. Kansas goes up one. Oklahoma only made one basket in the final five minutes while KU is going on an 18-4 run to end the game. And the Jayhawks come back and win it 79-75. But that, KU sophomore forward, K.J. Adams Jr. with a career-high 22 points. Oklahoma has now lost 22 times in a row in Lawrence at Allen Fieldhouse. They haven't won a game there in 30 years. Jayhawks with the win. On a nine-game winning streak, they've won 15 straight home games, 15-1 overall, 4-0 in the conference. Comeback win for the Jayhawks last night. Let's go over to Manhattan, 11th-ranked Kansas State, hosting Oklahoma State. And, of course, Oklahoma State has that vaunted defense, and points were a little bit hard to come by in this one. But K-State outlasted the Cowboys 65-57. Final score, K-State wins it. Senior Marquise Noel had 20 points and 7 assists. For the Wildcats, after the game, K-State head coach Jerome Tang. There's always the the factor of being the team with the number in front of your name that until you experience it, you don't understand it. Um, the It's easier for an unranked team to prepare for a ranked team. As a coach, you have your kids' full attention, right? They are locked in on the scouting report. They are motivated at practice. You don't have to do any kind of motivation at all, right? So... Now the number was in front of our name, and the other team was having that kind of focus and that kind of preparation. It was K-State, was strong down the stretch. Wildcats with a 9-2 run in the final three minutes to end the game and get the eight-point win. K-State is 9-0 on home court this season. By the way, it was a sellout in Bramwich Coliseum last night, 11,000 on hand. A nine-game winning streak for the Wildcats, who are 15-1 and on the season. It's their best start in 64 years. Wichita State women's basketball tonight. The Shocker ladies are in New Orleans visiting Tulane. Shocker women are coming off back-to-back losses. Want to get back in that win column. Steve Strain has live coverage of Wichita State women's basketball at 5.45 p.m. And that game will be on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. We have college basketball here in town tonight. Friends University hosting McPherson. Women are up first at 6 o'clock. The men's game after that. The Friends women are coming off back-to-back wins, are 11-5 on the season, and they're tied for third place in the conference. Pro basketball in the NBA last night. The Philadelphia 76ers win at home. They beat the bottom team in the conference, the Detroit Pistons, 147-116. to Starting at center for the 76ers, former Kansas Jayhawk Joel Embiid, 36 points, 11 rebounds, 11 for 11 from the free-throw line, and this while playing with an injured left foot. Oh, wow. 
Back-to-back wins for Philadelphia. The 76ers in the number four spot in the Eastern Conference. And we look back 30 years ago on this night, one of the great shooting performances in Shocker basketball history. Wichita State was on the road at Drake. And Michael Wiggins for the Shockers, 10 for 10 from the field. And despite all that, the Shocks still lost by four points at Drake that night. But Michael Wiggins, Drake couldn't stop him, 10 for 10 from the field. You don't get a night like that very often. That was 30 years ago on this night for the Shocks. That's sports with Stephen Ted. It's my recollection, I could be wrong, but it's my recollection uh, recollection that Jamie Thompson did that one night, went 10 for 10. I think you're right. That's almost perfect. Boy, you can't can't get much better than no, that. No, really. All right, 722 now. Stephen Ted, keep it here for house call for health this morning. A number of states and cities allowing marijuana stores to open. That's on the way. Stephen Ted of the morning here on KNSS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntyre, Ted Woodward, 7.30 here on this Wednesday morning. 35 degrees. The Federal Aviation Administration suffering a nationwide technical outage, resulting in hundreds of canceled flights. 3,700 flights right now comes as a result of the failure of the FAA's Notice to Air Missions System, which alerts pilots and other personnel about airborne issues and other delays at airports across the country. The FAA are pausing all flights in the U.S. until 8 o'clock this morning, another half hour at least. And it looks like 3,700 flights are uh, affected. And the FAA is now saying that departures are resuming in at least Atlanta and Newark. So it looks like they're starting to to get get things heading the other way. There you go. Stephen, 10 in the morning here on KNSS. A Wichita man accused of kidnapping three children made his first court appearance Tuesday. 21-year-old Manasseh Ward faces 13 charges, including kidnapping and indecent liberties with a child. Police say Ward is suspected of kidnapping three children in two separate incidents near Clark Elementary School last week. Bond was set at $600,000. His next court appearance will be on January 26th. At Tuesday's Wichita City Council meeting, a new vice mayor was selected. And faithfully discharge the duties of the vice mayor for the city of Wichita, Kansas. Of vice mayor for the city of Wichita, Kansas. So help me God. So help me God. Mike Hoheisel replaces council member Becky Tuttle, who served as vice mayor last year. An arrest has been made in the fatal shooting of a football player on New Year's Day. Football player plays in Kansas. The shooting occurred in Midtown, Oklahoma City, following a fight at a lounge which led to several people being kicked out. Five people 
including bystanders, were hit by rounds. 22-year-old Daniel Howard, an Oklahoma native and student at Fort Hayes State here in Kansas, suffered fatal injuries. A suspect has been arrested on suspicion of first-degree murder. Kansas farmers are faced with hardship because of drought conditions in the state. Some have begun to sell their cattle and look for other ways to save as prices for fuel, fertilizer, and chemicals continue to rise. Hodgman County Extension Agent Dwayne Craighead says the current conditions are not good. There's no food raised. There'll be none in the stores to be had. Experts caution the drought is not only affecting the current crop, but the next crop that relies on the residue of the current crops. The best thing for farmers at this point, they need rain. A lawsuit filed in Georgia over Black Lives Matter t-shirts at school events. The lawsuit filed in Effingham County, west of Savannah, by students who claim they were barred from wearing Black Lives Matter t-shirts to school events while their white counterparts regularly wear shirts with Confederate flags. The lawsuit argues the district's unfair application of its dress code is part of a broader pattern of discrimination and what they say is deliberate indifference to acts of racial animosity that violate the civil rights of black students. School Superintendent Yancey Ford said in a statement any response to the claims would be made in court. Lisa Lacerra, Fox News. Insurance company Geico is off the hook, at least for now, from paying a unique insurance claim. It took longer than 15 minutes. But Missouri's Supreme Court overturned a lower court ruling ordering Geico to pay over $5 million to a woman after she had sex with a man in a car insured by the company. Court documents indicate the woman claims the man did not tell her he had human papillomavirus, or HPV. She says she contracted the sexually transmitted disease and claims the man's auto insurance provided coverage for her injuries and losses. Justices sent the case back to the lower court for further deliberation. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. At the Sedgwick County Commission meeting this morning, a new commission chairman and a chairman pro tem will be elected. Commissioner Pete Meitzner explains the process. When I was at the city, you know, the vice mayor kept just traditionally being passed around a kind of in an in order of seniority, rotating yeah. that way. Right. But it, but at the county, it's the five members actually vote uh, sometimes unanimous. Sometimes it's it's a split vote. And it doesn't there's no tradition as far as uh, seniority or anything like that. It's what the majority of that particular commission feels should be the chair and the, and the vice chair. Commissioner Meitzner commented on Steve's head in the morning week uh, weekdays here on KNSS. And tomorrow will be the first meeting for new commissioner, Ryan Beatty. 7.34 now, Stephen Ted. Let's take a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Looks like we have one more nice day before a strong storm system makes its way into the central plains by tonight, ushering in much colder temperatures by tomorrow and Friday. It'll be cloudy today with a high 56 later on this afternoon. Areas of rain develop late tonight, are low in the low 30s, then windy on Thursday with a high near 40. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. And we have a clear sky at the moment. And 35 degrees, a west wind at 3 miles per hour. 734, Stephen Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wednesday, January 11th. On this date in 1964, U.S. Supreme Court, uh, Supreme U.S. Surgeon General Luther Terry issued Smoking and Health, the report that concluded that cigarette smoking contributes substantially to mortality from certain specific diseases, and to overall death rate. That was on this date in 1964. 7.35, Stephen Ted in the morning, and it's Wednesday morning. That means we need, we're going to check in with Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Stephen Ted. Hey. As a, as a uh, person who's spent your adult life working in the transportation industry, uh, 
What are you thinking about this? Uh, the, all these cancellations of flights with the FAA this morning? Well, we, yeah, we've seen a lot of problems in the airline industry lately, and that is is uh, a little bit scary that we don't have these things in order. Uh, but it sounds like it's loosening up now, and maybe we'll get back to normal. Uh, but, uh, yeah, another inconvenience for airline travelers. It looks like, Ted, we had a couple of flights going out from where now? Was it Newark? It's like Newark and Atlanta are getting back Two to Two of the bigger airports. And the FAA is saying that they'll big. try to get everybody else going by 8 a.m. By 8 o'clock this morning. All right. So, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. here, in, uh, as people are driving along the, the highways and byways of Wichita, what are, they, are they looking at any great obstacles this morning from KDOT? We have not seen much on the cameras this morning, and that's a good thing. And uh, the Witchway cameras look good. You can scan those before you leave the house or before you leave your office and uh, get an idea of what might be out there. But this morning, not so much. And the weather's, good. The weather's pretty darn nice here the last few days. Uh, yes, but that could change tonight, it well, sounds like. And you're, you're always ready to go. Do you, do you have a big mound of salt someplace? <laughs> we have a number of mounds of salt, <laughs> and, uh, of course, kept inside so that the rain doesn't get to them. Right. Yes. The Kansas salt mountains inside. All right. <laughs> well, and they came out of the hutch area. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they pull them up out of ground. We put them up on top of the ground. We have to cover them. Now, now well, that's interesting. They actually come from salt uh, at, uh, at Hutch? Hutch and Lions, yeah. There's a number of places that uh, mine that salt and, and sell it across the country. So. Uh, when the East Coast has a bad year, they sometimes buy all the way into Kansas for that salt. I've had occasion to, uh, Shelly and I, we don't get out after dark much anymore, you know, but we, were, we had an occasion to be driving on uh, on the west side and, and on the highway and so forth, you, uh, on the main highway on the west side. And I was just struck by what a, the surface is in great condition out there uh, on in West Wichita. And I'm sure it is all over town, but... Uh, Sometimes highways can get in bad shape. It looks like the ones we've got around here, you're keeping them up pretty good. So keep going out there well, with your big shovel and taking care of us there, Tom. It's a continuous effort, though. So oh, yeah. There's yeah. always deterioration going on, especially mm-hmm. when we do have to throw that salt down for a storm. So that uh, that's one of the things we have to deal with. Um, you know, that uh, US-54 westbound bridge over the big ditch, the Mitch Mitchell yeah. floodway. The yeah, the Mitch Mitchell, yeah. project and we're trying to figure out now how as we build that bridge are we going to deal with all the traffic oh, in that area wow a pretty major crossing right i mean that, that could really slow things down because you know my my daughter lives out there on you know near central and 135th so many people use that to commute into and out of wichita every day wow yes it'd be interesting anything that this immediately this morning closures or anything close Going on right uh, now? We'll see single-lane traffic up the North Junction on southbound 135, just uh, from 53rd Street to the North Junction. Uh, that will certainly ball up traffic during the day. That that runs from 9 a.m. till 3 p.m. Pretty normal things uh, for that construction zone, I guess, but it but it does uh, tend to slow down traffic, so we'll see that this afternoon All right. and this morning. Thank you, Tom. Have a good one. You bet. Tom Hine from the Kansas Department of Transportation with Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. In 1918, Ted, Wichita experienced its coldest daily average temperature for the month of January when the high was four below zero and the low was 14 below for an average of nine degrees below zero. This is 1918. That's a a bad day. Dig out the mittens, right? Oh, my gosh. Holy smokes.
All right, that was in 1918. Uh, New Jersey man, you know, I, I, you know, well, I like to get out with my ladder and clean out the gutters, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to get the leaves out of the gutters. But I've been pretty much prevented from doing that the last couple of years because of incidents like this happened in New Jersey uh, where a man f- fell from a ladder while downing his Christmas lights, bringing them down. Uh, a 62-year-old man, he uh, was removing the lights from his two-story home. And uh, what happens? He fell, and he hit his head in the concrete sidewalk. Oh my gosh! And that was it. So be careful out there if you're climbing those. I had a friend. I have, I'm not going to mention his name, but he was actually working up on a ladder. This is a couple of years ago. He fell, and while he was going his way down, hit the edge of a an air conditioning. Unit. Oh no! It's just complicated matters quite a bit. Ooh. But, yeah, have to be Ow. careful out there. And Ted, liposuction has overtaken breast augmentation as the world's most popular form of cosmetic surgery. Amid growing concern about the implant's links to cancer, this is according to newly published data from the International Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, ISAPS. The contouring procedure, which uses uh, suction to remove excess fat, accounted for 14.8% of cosmetic surgeries performed worldwide, while the equivalent figure for breast augmentation was just over 13%. So they're going after the tummies out there. Changing trends are part of a global surge in aesthetic medicine, which saw over 30 million surgical and non-surgical procedures carried out in 2021. That's a jump of almost 20% from the previous year. Mm -hmm. Growing industry. Yeah, it is. Cosmetics. All right, Ted, 741. Stephen, Ted, in the morning here on KNSS. Coming up, we've got the Wichita Business Journal update. Boeing starting the new year with good news about deliveries. Okay, good to hear that. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 745 here on a Wednesday morning. Three big things. Hundreds of flights delayed by the FAA, a computer glitch. President Biden says he is surprised to learn about potentially classified documents found in his former office. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly tested positive for COVID-19. Annual State of the State speech postponed. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. Traffic here in the Wichita area. We now have a stalled out vehicle westbound on Kellogg at the ramp to Rock Road. So watch out there again. That's uh, the ramp to Rock Road. Uh, westbound on Kellogg. Just watch for a slowdown in that area this morning. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Mostly cloudy today with a high of 55 degrees. 30% chance for rain tonight, the overnight low 30. Thursday, mostly sunny and cooler. Tomorrow's high, 40 degrees. Now, partly cloudy, 35 degrees. And we have a west wind at 3 miles per hour. KNSS weather brought to you by the Monarch at 579 West Douglas. Go in and see them today. They're open at 11 a.m. for lunch at the Monarch. 747 now. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, Ted Woodward, is, if, folks, if you're just tuning in this morning, uh, uh, some breaking news in the past hour and a half or so, and that is all these flights being paused by the FAA until at least 8 o'clock this morning. And uh, looks like some of them are taking off. It's a computer glitch. And they're trying to get it remedied there at the FAA. We had an up-close on Wall Street Tuesday. 
A choppy trading session with stocks gaining steam heading into the closing bell and ending higher as investors remain cautious ahead of key inflation data and earnings reports, which are due out later this week. And tough times for Bed Bath & Beyond continue just a week after the home goods retailer said it was considering filing for bankruptcy. The company now says more layoffs and cost cuts are on the way after its cash pile and sales dwindled in its most recent quarter. However, its shares surged 25 percent today. The Dow winners, Goldman's Sachs, Amgen, and Visa. The Dow decliners, Boeing, Johnson and Johnson, and United Health Group. The Dow rising 186 points. The Nasdaq up 107. S&P 500 up 27. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. The federal government is on track to max out on its $31.4 trillion borrowing authority as soon as this month. That starts the clock on an expected standoff between President Joe Biden and the new House Republican majority. Both parties Ability to navigate a divided Washington will be tested with a fragile global economy at stake. Once the cap is hit, Treasury Department will be unable to issue new debt without congressional action. Government could be at risk of defaulting, possibly in midsummer, unless lawmakers and the president agree to lift the limit on the U.S. government's ability to borrow. And let's get a local news update, local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Boeing heading into the year on a delivery upswing. The manufacturer reporting year-end numbers revealing 69 commercial deliveries just last month alone and easily vested Boeing's top monthly delivery performance from throughout the year. 51 deliveries reported in both June and September. Got a lot more than that in December. It was also the company's best delivery month overall since December of 2018. That's a sign the manufacturer could be digging out from years-long difficulty with its two primary passenger jet programs. The 737 MAX narrow body was grounded globally for 20 months beginning in the spring of 2019 after two deadly crashes in less than five months. That crisis would later be compounded by production issues on the 787 Dreamliner, and that idled deliveries of the wide-body jet for much of the past couple of years. Yingling Aviation starting out 2023 celebrating a lucky number 13. The aviation services company has announced that it has acquired its 13th hangar, at Wichita's Dwight D. Eisenhower National Airport. While Yingling did not disclose financial details of the acquisition, it says the 22,000-square-foot facility should be fully operational by March. Located near Yingling's facility group on the north end of the Eisenhower campus, the facility includes the primary hangar space and two levels of offices that will provide more capacity for maintenance, repair, and overhaul work by the company. The hangar, the eighth the company has added in just the past three years, will support also support an expansion of government work by Yingling. Sedgwick County home sales closing out the year with another large year-over-year drop. However, values stayed strong. That's according to the latest South Central Kansas MLS data. December sales fell nearly 30% compared to the same month in 2021. The median sale price of $222,000 jumped more than 8% from the previous year. Meanwhile, the local market's tight in- inventory level remained with 1.1 months' supply of homes. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Quite a story this morning on the airlines. Uh, you know, a computer glitch, and, and they all grounded all at one time. I didn't. Gosh, when was the last time we did that? 9-11? Did we ground them all that day? Or? Well, yeah, but yeah. They, they made planes land that time. This was, just, had, this was just for departures. For departures, right. And it looks like now, although it's... Affected, uh, what, almost 4,000 flights. It looks like they're, they're starting to flow, fly out of uh, Newark and Atlanta and some other uh, airports around the country. 
Newark. I've well, I've flown in and out of both of those. We went to Newark on our way to when Shelly and I went to Europe a couple of years ago, and that's of course that's right there near New huge, York. Huge, yeah, huge airport. It's huge. Atlanta is Atlanta the biggest now? Is it O'Hare still in Chicago? I think it's I don't Atlanta. Know. Haven't flown Massive a lot. Airport. A couple of years. Been several years since we since we flew anywhere. Could be the the last time we've flown. Shelly and I could be that time when. Uh, when we went down to Austin to pick up the Marconi Award. Remember that? Shelly went with us? No, no, she didn't go. She oh. went At that time, she went up to Indianapolis. Her brother was uh, getting married or something, so she didn't go with us. But uh, always an adventure going to fly. Uh, <laughs> when I was a kid, nobody but the wealthy people went, fl- went to fly in the United. You didn't go by car or you took a train if that. But, uh, yeah, in those days, you put your suit and tie on. They feed you, fed you this. Nice steak dinner aboard, and uh, every, everybody was nice. Those to days are long gone, <laughs> but those days are gone. But, uh, big problem there. Uh, you wonder with the things that were happening with the delayed flights and the weather and all that, uh, the big meltdown the other day. You wonder if maybe the whole thing needs to be overhauled, and maybe, who knows what kind of computers they got? I'm hoping they've got the best in the world, but who knows? Could be. Let's hope way out of date or something. Today is, uh, well, today is uh, Cigarettes Are Hazardous to Your Health Day. Of course, this is going back to that, uh, when the Surgeon General made that warning on this date years and years ago in the 60s. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think my experience is, uh, it's a reminder today that uh, smoking is bad for you, but my experience is most, many smokers don't like to be reminded. <laughs> they just like, ah, okay, none of your business, get out of here. But uh, Now, okay, I'm going to ask you, since you were alive then. Was that news when that came out? Was that shocking, or was everybody like, duh? You know, I don't know if they'd connected the dots that well to lung cancer or not, and other diseases as well. But, you know, the culture then, Ted, I mean, you could smoke anywhere. I know. You went to dinner, and the smoke was all around you. I guess we just kind of got used to it. Both of my parents were smokers. Um, and and if, you, if you go, if you watch Turner Classics at all, classic movies, Anything in the 40s and 50s, I mean. Everybody's lighting up. I mean, every scene, yeah. that's something they did. Mm-hmm. Oh, everybody want a cigarette? Yeah. Well, I, the other thing is drink. Want a drink? Yeah. Here's how many, so everybody mm-hmm. apparently from those old movies drank and smoked like fish. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's. Uh, then they, right after that, they put, of course, they started to put that warning, that little warning on the cigarette pack, mm-hmm. which, uh, I don't know, what if that's done any good at all. Anyway, it's, uh, what, did I call it, what did I say it was? National... Uh, Cigarettes are hazardous to your health day. All right, Stephen Ted in the morning here on the KNSS. Stay with us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour this morning. Got more information for you. Governor Kelly testing positive for COVID-19. Going to tell you about that. Of course, the airline fight's being delayed. Ted has sports on the way, right, Ted? Yeah, men's basketball action in Manhattan and Lawrence last night. We'll get highlights and reaction from those games coming up in sports. Plus, entertainment news, the blur is on the way. Yeah, entertainment news at 8.35 this morning. We'll have some good tidbits and audio for you coming up there. And all your traffic and weather in the 8 o'clock hour with Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.